This is the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Episode 2 starts now. Welcome to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast, Episode 2. I'm Justin Connors, here with the co-host, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and we have an awesome special guest here today, uh, Matt Blum. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? I'll, I'll, I can talk about you, but why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, I'm the uh, editor-in-chief of uh, the Geek Dad blog on geekdad.com, which uh, Jamie has... Uh, recently begun writing for, and we're very glad to have him aboard. And uh, I'm a, uh, as, as you'd think, I'm a geek and a dad. Um, uh, I'm a software engineer for my day job. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I've loved it. I love all kinds of Disney stuff from the uh, cartoons to the, some of the, you know, live action. I'm a huge fan of the, you know, Marvel, uh, movies that they've come out with since they bought Marvel and right. All right. Awesome. Star Wars. That sounds great. And, uh, we hear, uh, Jamie was mentioning something about, uh, you got to go see a preview of the Cinderella movie and and that's awesome. So I think, I think that's what we're going to talk about. Jamie, you got a chance to go see it too. I, I did against my better judgment, but because Matt had saw the the, uh, the preview and had uh, some surprisingly good things to say about it, and uh, he agreed to be on the show this week. So I said, well, I can't really have him be on the show and, and him be the only one who knows what the movie's about, so I guess I got to go see it. But yes, I took the took my daughter and uh, and my wife, and we went last night to see it. So I can speak from a place of authority. All right. Cool. Jim, uh, Matt, do you want to go into it? What are just start off maybe talking a little bit what it, i read your review it was fantastic thank you it was great i like your layout and how you do it and maybe it'll point people towards it um <laughs> there goes my life. <laughs> yeah we, we do that as kind of a regular basis the uh, x number of things that parents should know about a movie and we, we find that that, get, that gets a lot of good response because and we have some things that we typically respond to uh, put on there, like when's a good time for a bathroom break? Do I have to sit through the end credits? You know, um, things that aren't all of them. If it's if it's a movie that's in 3D, which the Cinderella is not, but if there's if there's a movie that's, that's available in 3D and is it worth it for, to pay for 3D? You know, things like that. Okay, awesome. And uh, so before we do, why don't we just jump right into it? What did you think of it? I was actually, uh, I was I was surprised it wasn't. It was, let's just say it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. That's for sure. When I first heard about it, yeah, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be, you know, sappy. Obviously, everybody knows the story going in, um, and I knew it had some some you know fairly well known British actors in it, which which is fun. And I, you know, my, my wife and I watched Out Navy, so I you know I seen Lily James who plays uh, Cinderella, right? And that, and of course um, Richard Madden who plays the the prince was in uh, Game of Thrones. I thought it was it was great that they gave, they gave the ca- characters like the prince and the king actual depth, like you could you could actually sort of understand. He he wasn't just he was charming. But he wasn't just Prince Charming. He was actually like actually had a personality, and he obviously <laughs> you you could genuinely felt like he really did love his dad, and um, wanted his his father to be proud of him. And um, yeah, it was, the, it, was, it was really nice to see that. Yeah, I was gonna say um, I'm a big fan of Kenneth Branagh. 
um way back to when he was basically just doing the Shakespeare movies. And obviously mm -hmm. I, I really love the uh, Thor, the original one that he did. Mm -hmm. um, and so when this movie was first announced, I was actually pretty excited because I thought, I think it was announced before Maleficent came out. So it was before anybody sort of had, had their, their image of what these live action remakes were going to be tainted, I guess, by Maleficent, because a lot of people didn't really like that movie. Yeah, um, so, um, when this was announced, I was actually pretty excited. Cinderella is not my favorite story. She's not my favorite character. Um, but I figured Branagh could do something kind of wonderful with it. Um, and then the trailers came out. And I have to say that those trailers made it look god-awful. Um, from, from my perspective, I thought that, you know, there was no, nothing that would, was going to be able to drag me into the theater to see these movies. Except for Matt Blum, apparently. <laughs> uh, so the trailers, I thought, looked awful. Um, so I went into the movie with with very, very low expectations. Um, so I guess I'm happy to say that the movie exceeded those expectations, but I don't think by much. And it appears that I am in the minority. Um, looking around online on Twitter, on you know, re reading reviews, people really like it um, for various reasons. Um, so it seems like I'm in the minority. Um, and I, I'm going to stay there because I'm not really sure what's going to bring me over to the other side i mean i've got a, i've got a list of things that i didn't care i don't care for um but i mean i can see why people like it it was a gorgeous movie to see to, to watch it was beautiful. Um, yeah. Bran Branagh makes beautiful movies his cinematographer is the same cinematographer that worked on thor and did a, did another movie with him just just absolutely stunning a beautiful beautiful movie um so in terms of scenery and cinematography i think it was unmatched and the carriage um, the carriage was just Right. mind-blowingly gorgeous yeah the carriage was beautiful and i have to say i think they had it was it a disneyland or a disney world world, world i think yeah, i think you're right it was yeah it was down in the magic kingdom and you know it was, they had it parked there and you could go see it so i, I am sorry i missed that yeah me too uh, but uh yeah i mean for me it had some it had some some high points that i appreciated but on the whole i just don't think that it worked not for me you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I actually my my mom growing up was uh, Cinderella's like her jam. So we we it was on all the time. I had a, I had a sister nine years younger than me, so they would be watching it like you know at least once a month. Cinderella would be on, so I kind of knew the cartoon, the animated version back like in my head. Like I know every single nuance to it right so so going into this it was kind of for me it was neat to spot the little things that that the director did in, like almost in homage to the to the cartoon itself mm. but he didn't like i was really wondering how they were going to do the mice and I, I thought how they did that i know this is like a little thing but i thought how the mice were portrayed in the live action was really well done I agree. Yeah. it could have been like i think it would have been crossing the line into cheesy if he had to have them actually talking like the ones in the cartoons did yes and no like singing birds dancing around her or anything so that was kind of that was kind of cool how they did that and uh my wife uh was very taken by the dress the the colors and the way it flowed and mm -hmm. we, had, we had a we actually had a discussion about whether they use cgi on it to make it look so good or what <laughs> or how they did it and you know Probably. that's the storyline aside but it looked like you said it was a very beautiful movie and um I was really, I don't know if you guys paid attention to like the, the dad moments and I was really uh, like between Cinderella and her father, like that was something you didn't see in the cartoon 
sure. and so it was kind of it was kind of neat to see the love that he had for her and uh how that would have hardened uh lady tremaine or madame tremaine whatever you call her yeah. <laughs> um but I, I thought that the dab moments were beautiful and even between the king and the prince they were the same mm-hmm. which was which is kind of refreshing to see in a usually when the dad like cinderella like i said the dad's just gone so it's kind of neat to see the dynamic between them yeah absolutely <laughs> Um, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I thought that was a very touching. And yeah, and you, you could sort of you, you could understand. I mean, obviously, Lady Tremaine's response was, shall we say, a little over the top. Right. But, I mean, obviously, you're not supposed to think that it's forgivable, but you can sort of. Under, I mean, even though Cinderella does forgive her, but you're um, you're you're supposed to at least be able to understand. Okay, I can sort of see how if she had a personality you know, that was inclined to do that sort of thing. This is the sort of thing that would mm-hmm. push her towards that, you know, right. and Kate Blanchett did a fantastic job. Of Has she ever been bad though? <laughs> no, but she's sometimes she's better than others. Yeah. I mean, she, she was, I, this was a great role for her. I thought. Yeah. For me, I think that she was far and away the highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she was just amazing. I mean, her character could have, could have standed to have a bit more depth. Um, she was a little bit one note in her villainy, but she just relished that role. I mean, she took everything that she was given and she just ran with it. So hats off to her for that because she did a fantastic job with that role. I heard her in a, I heard her talking in like a, one of the pre-rolls before the movie. I don't know if they showed it where you guys were, but uh, she was being interviewed about her part and she was saying she got so into the part that she actually started to feel bad for the actress playing Cinderella. <laughs> she, she felt like she was really being that disparaging towards her. And I thought that was kind of neat. Like it, it just how much she got into her role. You can tell mm. she really, she was really into it. Like you guys said, and it was, yeah. it was almost like it, it was probably, it wasn't written for her, but I'm sure the director had it in mind uh, yeah. when he was casting, had her in mind perfectly for it. Now, uh, for what about like I did uh, the small kids? What do you think about taking? Did you guys take your kids to go see it? Uh, yeah, I took mine. Um, I have a twelve-year-old and a fourteen-year-old. So okay, they're not, they're not super small, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my daughter just turned six, and I took her last night to it. Okay, so. and how how did she do with the different death parts and? Well, I mean, this is a Disney movie, and I thought that was fantastic that we didn't just get parental death once, not twice, right. <laughs> but we got it three times. Yeah. At least one of them was off screen. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, she she was fine with I mean, it wasn't surprising. It's the Cinderella story. Right. She knew it. My daughter is not a really big Cinderella, um, not just Cinderella. She's not a big princess fan. Um, she, she's, you know, given the choice between a Disney princess and Star Wars, she'll pick Star Wars, you know, every day of the week. Um, so she, we didn't really tell her that we were going and at the last moment I said, come on, we're going to go see Cinderella. And so she's like, oh, okay. So she, <laughs> she, she sat through it. She made it through it. Um, she says that she liked it, but I think that she says she likes every movie that she sees. Um, she, interestingly though, um, we went to see Into the Woods when that first came right. out, which she loves. Mm-hmm. She, she made us go see it um, twice because she okay. loves it so much. Um, and, you know, that I think in terms of the Cinderella story is a bit more graphic because they actually do, you know, pick yeah. out the eyes and cut off the, the heel and the toes and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, I, again, you know, your mileage may vary in terms of little kids, right. but uh, in terms of mine, I mean, she was fine with, with everything and, and, um, 
it's you know it's i don't think that it's going to be one that we're going to buy i don't think it's going to be one that she's going to ask to see again um, so she, she wasn't a, a huge fan of frozen then you know we saw it in the theater and she liked it but there were moments in the movie that she really didn't like so she didn't ever want to watch it again um yeah we own it and i think she's maybe watched it once um and uh that is, that is certainly different than most six-year-olds yeah <laughs> she is, she is. um you know you know this is all side note but she her main issue with frozen is that she did not like the end when elsa got turned to ice spoiler warning elsa doesn't really die you mean uh, uh, i mean anna anna doesn't yeah. really die um but she did not like that scene um, when it's played up for emotion that you think that Anna is, has been turned into an ice statue and she's gone. Mm -hmm. so she didn't like that. And okay. so she doesn't, that's the scene that she doesn't want to watch the entire movie because of. So. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's, yeah, that's pretty fair. My but, daughter was in tears during that part, so I can see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How old is your daughter, Justin? Uh, she is seven. And she, uh, as you can imagine, she's, you know, she's a stereotypical Frozen obsessed. We've probably seen it, you know, 20 times here. I mean, that's probably low for most people, but. Um, My daughter's 12, and we definitely, should. she's not as obsessed as, as somewhat younger kids would be, but she's, she definitely right. uh, liked it quite a bit, and um saying let it go more times than I, I wanted to hear it. Really. But, um... Well, and that, that obviously leads into uh, what everybody was talking about. It seemed like more people were talking about Frozen Fever at the beginning of this than the movie Cinderella itself when it was first announced. Um, oh, sure. I mean, and... Frozen was such a mind-blowing blockbuster, you know, you got it. expected blockbuster. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember when I first saw... I think it was the first like little teaser trailer they did of Frozen. It was Olaf trying to get like his carrot from Sven. Yeah. Like there, it was yeah. almost it, you know it really reminded me of uh, Ice Age and the squirrel with the, with with the nut. And everybody was good talking about that. I remember when it came out, they were expecting Frozen to not actually be good because they saw this and they were thinking Disney was gonna go into this uh, go into the story that they're not used to making, right? And there was a lot of backlash yeah. at first. <laughs> it looks like it looks like Olaf was going to be kind of a clown. Yeah, like he was just going to be, and 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 while he was certainly very funny, he, they definitely did a great job in making him a likable character. Right. Because yeah, I went into I went into Frozen thinking that I was gonna that he was going to be pretty hard to endure, and that was not at all the case. Right. So what what did you guys think of the Frozen Fever? Oh, that was fun. Um, I thought you know it was obviously. You know the the, the snow geese they're called those little mm -hmm. that's the official name for those little things that appeared whenever she's <laughs> okay. Um, those um, were obviously constructed so that they could make plush toys out of them. <laughs> because, you think really? <laughs> but, but beside that, they were it was still it was still a lot of fun. You know, and and the song wasn't was 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 fairly likable. It was not uh, and it doesn't have the get stuck in your head and never get out kind of quality that Let It Go has. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I liked it. I thought it was harmless. Um, it wasn't spectacular in any way. I mean, it was pretty obviously just a cash grab. Um, yeah. But um, it, 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 however long it was, seven minutes, eight minutes. It, I mean, like I think that they, as they were making it, they felt like they needed to squeeze every character in, every <laughs> every reference back to a joke or a line that was successful and funny in in the movie um and and just sort of bring everything back just for the sake of being there 
Um, sure. And you can sort of understand why, though. I mean, considering yeah. how obsessed so many, right. especially girls, are with, with Frozen. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to jump back to Cinderella for a minute, because especially since all three of us have daughters, um, I wanted to know what your guys, your take on was the whole message that was hammered home again and again and again. The Gosh, have, which one was that? Yeah, have courage and be kind. Um, and I mean, I get it for Cinderella, um, but for a movie coming out in 2015, um, the character of Cinderella came across, I feel, as a total doormat. Um, and the message that I kind of took away from it was it's okay um, to take the abuse as long as you are kind about it and, and you know you have the courage to stand up and maybe say a couple words um, but really take the abuse until a man comes around to save you and <laughs> and I'm not sure that is really the message that I want my daughter to be going home with and that's I mean now correct me if you guys got a different message from that but that's sort of what I was getting from it I don't think I got quite to that extent I see I see what you mean I mean not not that you know, Disney films, as a general rule, often have good messages. Um, I mean, The Little Mermaid is always the one I get yeah. to there because yeah. it's like you should give up everything about your life for, for that man you barely met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, I mean, I think she, yeah, she was, she could have been more assertive, but I thought she definitely did in within the bounds of what she thought her parents would want her to do. She did what she could to, to try to to try to keep a good spirit and you know she had her friends you know even though they were mice and um <laughs> and then you know and so yes it, it, it could have it could definitely have been better but within the bounds of the cinderella story there's only so far you can go right yeah yeah no and like i mean i i probably didn't get as far as far as that i, I can definitely see how how you could get there um, I guess, as Matt was saying, within the bounds of Cinderella, it's kind of uh, just, to me, it was almost like just to keep smiling and keep, you know, persevering and you'll eventually overcome more than it was, you know, like, let but, a, but she didn't I, overcome anything. The, the prince yeah. came to steal her away. I mean, he saved her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She was she was she was perfectly content to just stay in her attic for the rest of her life. You know, it was the prince. And if the prince had never shown up, she would have just stayed there and kept on taking the abuse and had never. I mean, we were given no reason to believe that she would have ever gone out to make something of herself. And it wasn't until the prince came to take her away that she even had courage enough to stand up to Lady Tremaine and, and speak back as little as she did. You guys, you're not gonna, you're not gonna fight me on this. I don't, I, don't, I, got, I, I want to a little bit, but I don't really. Uh, I guess no, I, don't the words. I, I definitely see your point. I, I mean, mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah, what Matt's saying. I see what you're saying too. But I, I think you got to remember it's a. They're going off the original storyline too. And yeah. When was it written? And who knows? <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? I mean, it's a fairy tale. It, it's a story everybody knows. You can't. And it's it's a Disney film. Let's say so. There's only so far you can go to break out of. Yeah. The story that as it is, I mean, if she rescued herself, if she, you know, that, I mean, I, I agree, it would be cool, yeah, a better message, but it kind of does break the story to True. a certain degree. And she does um, at least try to make the best of her situation. 
and try to change things as much as she can, which yeah. is not very much most of the time. But um, so, yeah, right. I would say that, yeah, if, if it had, if it had been a new story, you know, if it right. were a brand new story, then definitely that would be a, a totally, totally accurate criticism. But I, I think that just because they had to stay within the bounds of this is Cinderella, this is how the story must go. Yeah. And, and can you so far. Uh, can you imagine if they would have changed like can you imagine if they would have changed the storyline up the way that Disney the Disney Universe fandom would have you know came at the film you know what I mean if they changed up the way Cinderella's personality was or not that not saying that they shouldn't have but if they had of people would have been pretty uh pretty upset I think and they might not have connected with it as much as they they're seeming to like the reviews that I'm seeing are pretty pretty good yeah like, and people, that, people are enjoying it. That's, I mean, I guess, I mean, Disney, I mean, they're, they're a huge multi-billion dollar corporation. They know what they're doing. And there was a right. reason that they made this movie. And I'm not saying that they should have changed the story. I'm not saying that they should right. have made her a stronger, more independent character. I guess I'm just, you know, I would, was just wondering why in 2015 are we making this movie? Are we retelling the Cinderella story again? Wouldn't it have been possibly better to tell a completely new story that's a little bit more empowering for young girls rather than just saying here's here's the fairy tale come true you know um sit around in your attic until the prince comes to take you away you can make that argument about any number of films that come out on a regular basis that is true that is so, true. But this is the one I saw most recently. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Well, yeah, another another thing that I thought was... a classic story. I mean, it's it's something everybody... Everybody knows the story. I mean, it's it's something that kids learn when they're really young. They know the yeah. story. They know what's going to happen. So it's a comfortable... I think it's comfortable for people because they, they don't get surprised by what's going to happen in the movie, which yeah. is, is sometimes you want to be surprised by what happens in the movie, obviously. But I think sometimes just having that comfort level and but seeing how well, you know, how, how they do it yeah. and, you know, within the bounds of that story, making creative decisions and seeing how they do things like, like the set design and the costume design. Yeah. Having... I, yeah, certain performances really bring the characters to life. I think those—that's what you look for in that kind of movie, right. in my opinion. So you'll have to get your Jamie. You'll have to get your Disney stock so you can go to the next uh, shareholder meeting. Yeah, so I can I can call into that. Yeah, call, <laughs> Bob, call Bob up and ask him about why they aren't making new films. Uh, <laughs> that way. Hey, I got a question, buddy. <laughs> yeah, because they are in the middle of their um, live-action remake phase. So you know we've got not only Beauty and the Beast coming up, but they're also doing the Jungle Book. Right. And yeah. um, and the, the most recent announcement, which um, which was Tim Burton's Dumbo, which I think we can all agree is the, is a great idea, right? Because <laughs> there's no way that that could be a bad idea. Right, right off the get-go, like, wait, like I'm going to get, you know, ran out of town for saying this. I'm not really a huge Tim Burton fan. Oh, join um, the club. I don't think he's an mind. I don't mind Nightmare Before Christmas. I, I really like the Jack Skellington character. But other than that, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really like a whole lot. But uh, His early stuff, I think, was – some of it was really good. And I like, his yeah. later stuff is just – it's just – Before it's just he not. became, you know, Tim Burton. 
before you yeah. know a film by the from the imagination of tim burton you know before that became the tagline to it for all the films he made i mean i really like edward scissorhands right you know yeah, exactly. he, he made his like like matt said a lot of his earlier films before he became very full of himself i think were very good um recently not so much and i don't know who thought putting him in charge of dumbo was a good idea although i have to say that i am very intrigued to see his take on the pink elephant mm. song yeah. <laughs> you know I'm hoping, dumbo... somebody, I'm hoping that somebody somewhere either at disney or tim burton himself comes to their senses and gets them off the project before really gets i mean it's just I, it, I don't know in what world somebody thought that that was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, I don't like. I I'm trying to imagine how they would even how they would even do the elephants and how like is it going to be computer or is it, like and what role will Johnny Depp play? John, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I my guess is he's one of the racist crows. <laughs> that or he's going to be Timothy, the little mouse. You know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but he's going to be in the movie somehow. Exactly. It just yeah, gets it's, made. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we can only count our blessings that he's no longer married to Helena Bonham Carter, so she will not be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see what comes out about it over the next uh, little while. Um, yeah. So I brought up the the shareholder meeting, and I don't know if you guys paid attention to any of the news out of it, but there was a few pretty uh, big things that came out of it. Um, maybe we'll touch on uh, the first one that I remember was the announcement for uh, the standalone Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. Rogue One. I, I, yeah. I haven't seen anything else about it other than that. So yeah, I, I know. It's it's like how little information could they release about it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, seriously, Rogue One, it tells you – it really tells you absolutely nothing. Right. I mean, Obviously, okay, it's it's a call sign, right? But that tells you nothing. I mean, what, it could be about anybody. It could be about it could be about anything. It could be at any point in time in the continuity. There's there's no way to know with just the title. It's it's all complete rampant speculation. Right. They they announced one actress attached to the movie, but they we have no idea who she's playing. Um, she 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 could be a lead. She could not be. We have no idea about anything except for. You know, the title, the one actress, and a few of the people attached creatively. Exactly. It's like, it was like a study in how much information they could release without saying yeah. anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I'm, they, I mean, they, they've got to be banking on that this new trilogy is going to do a heck of a lot better than the last one did. Um, to There's be only one way to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that they made a lot of money, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grumble every time you put the dvds in you're like can we just get the original cut (laughs) on these blu-rays yeah i'm hoping that rumor turns out to be true yeah yeah that'd be awesome it keeps popping up that rumor so we'll see yeah i believe it when disney makes an official announcement but not until then yeah i mean my guess is if it's going to be within the next couple years um we'll probably hear something at either star wars celebration next month or at d23 in july or august i don't know which month it is i think it's august yeah but um you know that's when the big news is going to come out because marvel um disney slash marvel slash anything that they own they're actually not going to be in san diego this year for comic-con yeah they 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 are not uh going to be i mean they might have a a minimal presence but they're not going to have a big booth they're not going to have panels um so that's going to be a huge absence for them this year. In well, part, they don't really have anything huge to promote there. I mean, Avengers Age of Ultron is the big, big thing that's coming. And that's that'll already have been in the theaters for two months by the time the 
Yeah. Well, there's. I mean, Star Wars is probably the biggest thing that they'll have to promote. Okay, that's true. Except that it has the name Star Wars on it. (laughs) They don't need to promote it. It's essentially self-promoting. Yeah, I think. I think when Bob Iger was talking, he said that over 150 million views of the trailer have happened already. So, and so many fan edits of it already too. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, my favorite fan edit has to be the George Lucas edit. Did you guys yes, see that the one? George <laughs> Lucas special edition of it. It's so fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, I guess the second thing that he said, uh, and it was kind of funny. I listened to the audio of it today. Uh, a boy, like a little, a boy got up, and I don't, I don't know if he was a plant or what, <laughs> what it was. And I don't think he was a plant. No, it seemed <laughs> genuinely accidental. Yeah, it did. It, it really did. did. It really yeah. did. And he gets up and he asks them about the name change for uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. And this is something we've kind of, it's kind of been speculated for the last so long because they're changing everything out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bob Iger basically confirmed confirmed it. So. No, it's not a big surprise, I don't think. But yeah. uh, you know, I'll wait and see when they announce what the name is actually going to change to. Right. Yeah. I mean, they've had a lot of image issues with that park mm-hmm. even from the very beginning and yeah. uh you know it's it's routinely referred to as the half day park people don't know why they even bother going i mean it's got a couple good rides it's got a couple good attractions but on the whole it doesn't have as much going for it as the other parks um yeah i mean it has it has several <clears throat> things that are awesome yeah but once you're done with those it's like okay the rest of it's just kind of exactly i i did hear um, and from who I heard it from said it was a reliable source, but who take it with a grain of salt that the, the name is going to be Disney's Hollywood Adventure, okay. um, which seems very likely. It seems very plausible. seems very yeah. vanilla. It seems very vanilla to me. I mean, it's and kind of in par, par with California Adventure. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've always felt that Hollywood Studios, uh, oh, sorry, Disney's Hollywood, Hollywood Studios nomenclature. <laughs> Gets a nomenclature, right? Yeah, I've got that bur- beat into me. Um, <laughs> um, I've always been convinced that they had an opportunity with that park to kind of, uh, kind of be like, not be exactly like Universal Studios, but that could be their draw for the fans of Universal. Mm. I've always, I've, I don't know, I've just always felt that that could be their opportunity there, and it's, they've never seemed to really go with it or anything. So I'm hope I don't know I'm hoping for maybe a slight rebrand with the name change but yeah it, it's really I don't know I ju- I just feel like they could kind of take that crowd that I know it's not I don't know if it's edgy I don't know how to explain it you know the brand of Universal and yeah I mean, that's Universal's brand but that they need to capture that, those type of people to come over get inside that park but man that's just me i don't know <laughs> i mean one of the other rumors that's always going around is star wars land you know right. when star wars land gonna come and it's all it's almost always been talked about as an overlay to tomorrowland mm-hmm. um and frankly i don't really ever see that happening just because of the, just because of the history of tomorrowland and because they don't need more people to go to the magic kingdom no um they need more people to go to hollywood studios or whatever it's going to be called so i think if there's going to be a larger star wars presence anywhere it's going to be there i mean star tours is already there so it's it's it and you know in terms of the image issues that it's having if they turned half that park into star wars um it'd be a gold mine epcot arguably has a little more room for it but i mean the epcot has more stuff you could take out but uh, the things that they take out of Epcot, though, cause an uproar. I mean, yeah. Epcot has so many, so many super fans. Yeah. Yes, but, but does anybody go see Captain EO anymore? <laughs> really? 
Um, I don't know if they do, but if, <laughs> if, they, if they took it out, you guaranteed that they would be there for the next month. Yeah. Uh, it would be 120-minute waits every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when the when the Maelstrom ride closed, all of a sudden everyone was a Maelstrom fan. Yeah, which I was kind of <laughs> underwhelmed by, honestly. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, in fairness, I don't think that it was – I think most of the fans that were up in arms about that, it was not because it was – they were taking away Maelstrom. It was because right. they were replacing it with Frozen, with Frozen. Yeah. which didn't really belong in Epcot. Right. No, but it surprised nobody that they were – No, no, no. It was, it was a foregone conclusion there was going to be something there based on Frozen because it's a license to print money. Exactly. And so why would they not do that? Yeah. And yeah, but I think, and I think actually they're very smart to put it at Epcot because not just because of the Norway connection, but also because um, it draws, it'll draw more people to go to Epcot who might otherwise not. Yeah. And I, like, I, you guys have been, have you guys, you guys have been to the parks recently uh, as well, I'm guessing. You, yeah. you said you were there in January. Yeah. Every year that I go, I personally have noticed that the Magic Kingdom is just getting fuller, fuller, and fuller every time. Like yeah. I remember when I was younger, we would we would go every March. March used to be the month that you could go there and like early March and just walk on rides. Now it's not that way. There's no way. <laughs> there's, there's no slow season anywhere anymore. No, that's true. And yeah, adding New Fantasyland just yeah, it really just made it worse. <laughs> I, mean, I like New Fantasyland. Right. I made it worse. Yeah. So they they definitely need something to funnel the guests to another area of the world. Uh, hopefully, the new Hollywood Studios will be that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But the, I mean, the constant every year price increases don't seem to be having the effect of driving people right. away either. I mean, Magic Kingdom's the only park now that's over $100 for a one-day pass. Right. And I don't think the people, I don't think the crowds are going to slim any no. because that. people Which are going to go. It, they're going to go, you know. Which is why they're very smart to raise the prices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make more money. Why, why not? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people have un, unrealistic expectations out of a corporation. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Disney, yes, Disney wants to make people happy, but really they want to make people happy because if they do, people will pay money. Exactly. That's they're not in the business, they don't make, they're not in the business to make people happy. If that's a byproduct of what they do, then great, because that's exactly. more money, but they're in the business to make money. And yes. so you can't really fault the corporation for making business decisions that are in their own best interest. Now, does yeah, it? They're very good at it. They're very good at it. I mean, does it? <laughs> now, does it suck as a as a parent or as a guest who has to pay through the nose for park tickets? Well, yeah, of course it does. But because it also means that every other park is going to follow suit and raise their prices. Right. Um, but I actually, I think Universal already has since they Disney yeah. announced. No, did they? I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I think it happened. I, I, you'd have to verify, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's, you know, why? Of course they do, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. If people pay it, whether you know. Yeah. Price you charge what the market will bear. I mean, yeah. Exactly. All right. Was there anything else from the from the meeting that you saw, Jamie, that you had written down? Um, no, I think we hit on it. It was really the big stuff was Frozen Two was confirmed, Rogue right. One. Um, oh, at the, I, I, I thought that it was confirmed that Ryan Johnson was directing the episode eight, but I guess it wasn't officially confirmed. Oh, really? Okay. Well, no, I mean it was it was confirmed in the in the in the call at the meeting, but I thought that it had been confirmed already before then. Oh no, it was rumored before then, but it okay. hadn't been officially confirmed. Yeah, I, I am, I am very hopeful for the mm-hmm. um for the episode trilogy, the standalone films. I'm cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. 
especially after now seeing Cinderella, uh, the screenwriter, Chris Weitz, who wrote Cinderella, is also writing this Rogue One. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I just hope that we don't get courage and kindness coming out of the Rogue Squadron. But, you know, I'm guessing we won't. <laughs> you never know. You never know. It's going to be a musical, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> Echoes of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh my God, that would be fantastic if they could just get that Jefferson Starship or whatever they're called nowadays to go back and get Chewbacca, get Chewbacca's extended family. A troop of Jar Jar's dancing. Oh no, no, no! Uh, <laughs> Don't take it too far. Uh, the only thing, the only other thing that I wanted to just quickly mention, and it's going back to Cinderella, um, was uh, I knew that it wasn't a musical going in, but what I thought was interesting was the songs that they had playing over the credits, uh, right. they had A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes and Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Yeah. But they were sung by Lily James and Helena Bottom Carter. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. They was were. That, was that deep into the credits or was that? Well, no. Towards no, uh, the beginning, actually, yeah. Yeah, okay. they had whatever the new song was. Right. I don't even know what it was or who sang it. But after that was over, they did Lily James, who was Cinderella, singing A Dream is a Wish Your Heart okay. Makes. And then they, they, I think the credits finished with Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, and it was sung by Helena Bonham Carter. And I'm wondering if they've already, if they already had them sing those songs, why they didn't just throw them in the movie, or mm -hmm. you know, were they cut, were they never intended to be in the movie? Because why else would they have the actors sing the songs? Right. Why wouldn't they have gotten somebody else? And that that was something I actually mm -hmm. noticed and mentioned to my wife in it, because one of my favorite songs is the Dreams the dream song yeah and and like favorite Disney, not favorite song, favorite disney songs <laughs> uh, I and, gotcha. and i was i was kind of like well why wasn't that in the movie at all like even yeah. just like a musical interlude of it that was something that i missed out of it i but, think it was uh, because i think brahma just didn't want to make a musical right and, and the song that they did you was it was you know lavender's blue which is actually is a very old song i mean that's actually period accurate right. yeah that song's been around since the 17th century and um, so I thought that worked really well, actually. Oh yeah, I thought that song was that was that was a yeah. it was a good choice to have as I guess your only song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it made sense for something that Cinderella's mom would teach her and that they would sing because if they had really existed at around the time that they're clearly supposed to exist, is a song they probably would have known. Yeah, and. Um, so I think I think I'm guessing Brown just didn't want to make a musical. It was just it's just not his thing, really. That that kept it from being a musical. They had right. a song because it was important, actually important to the plot. But and, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm really thankful it wasn't a musical. I'm not. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I, I I like I I really enjoyed Into the Woods, but that was you know obviously. Well, it's not time. Speaking of that, when how were either of you guys when Cinderella was running away at midnight? Were you hoping there was going to be pitch on the stairs? <laughs> I know. I know. I was. <laughs> I kind of well, just. I kind of just wanted. Um, was it Richard Madden? Is that his name? Yes. Richard? Yeah. I, I kind of really just wanted him to be Chris Pine the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the woods, rip off his shirt. Well, except he had personality. That's true. That's true. Chris Pine deliberately did not. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I was just kind of hoping. I knew it wasn't going to happen. I was sort of hoping that when the at the wedding scene that they that you would hear the strains uh, of the reigns of Castamere. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. But I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was holding out just this faint hope. That, like... <laughs> that would have made the movie so much better, though. It would have been awesome. <laughs> that, but, yeah. No, I think we can just all... Can we all agree that that lizard footman was terrifying? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good effect, but man, he was yeah. terrifying. I was, yes. I was scared. And it, made, but, and it made actually sense that, you know, if you transform a lizard into a person, mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't really know how to be a person. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, exactly. And his, his line actually was one of my favorites in the whole movie when she was like, I'm just a girl, not a princess. <laughs> I'm just a lizard, not a footman. <laughs> yes. That was great. That was one of my favorites. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time to turn into a pumpkin and just get out of here. We've talked way too much, and this this episode has already gone on way too long for just our second one. Um, so thank you again for listening. This is just our second episode of the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. I am Jamie Green. You can get me online at the Roarbots uh, on Twitter or at therobots.com. And uh, Justin, you have some news about... Um, great big beautiful podcast type socially stuff right 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 i should yes i do um i'm justin connors too just so you know 140 justin so you have my personal handle but we have uh ones made up for our show now we actually have them uh, <laughs> last week we went into it without them um our twitter you can find us at it's at the gbb podcast that's on twitter and then on facebook it's just facebook.com slash gbb show just to be just to be hard (laughs) (laughs) but so twitter we're the gbb podcast and on facebook the gbb show we already have a ton of likes so it's pretty cool uh people are (laughs) they're taking to it before they've heard it i don't know if that's a, a little dangerous but uh whatever they're there that's cool and matt i want to thank you for joining us maybe you want to shout out your social media and your uh whatever you want to tell people <laughs> you're welcome and thank you guys for having me i've, I've had, had a lot of fun um i can be found on twitter at uh, personally at uh, cerebus 19 and uh also i blog uh, i post on uh, the geek dads it's it's for the geek dad blog but it's geek dads with a s um for our twitter account so, uh, that's, just that's just to be hard right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're facebook.com slash geek dad and speaking of Geek Dab, Jamie and I are incredibly uh, honored that we're able to be uh, hosted on your blog. <laughs> so we're we are part of the Geek Dab Podcast Network, which is great because we've got what like something like five or six shows now, and we we haven't even officially mm-hmm. launched, which is yeah. which is really great. And speaking of Matt, do you want to talk about the Geek Dads podcasts? Uh, yeah, um, uh, pretty much biweekly. Um, Ken Denmead, uh, the uh, publisher editor grand negus of um the of geek dad and i and usually one or two other people if we can get people other other people to join us uh do a, a podcast about geek news geek um you know things happening in the geek world um you know like this this past one we, we just did we, we talked about uh you know the deaths of leonard nimoy and terry pratchett and um things of that nature so yeah um, yeah it's a great show. I was on a couple of weeks ago when you were sick. So, oh, that's right. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great listen. I think everybody should check it out too. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's it. That's good for this week. All and, right. Uh, 
So we'll uh, we'll be up on Facebook. We'll maybe announce what our topic's going to be for next week uh, sometime early, maybe get it primed. So make sure to join us over there. Uh, if you have any suggestions or any questions, hit us up. We're always willing to uh, talk with our fans. <laughs> All of our fans, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Take care. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad. Our intro music you heard on the show is provided by Key Theory. Go to kiferry.com for a free download.